you are a small business owner and you feel like you are just taxed out the hilt, you are taxed nine ways to Sunday, and you want to understand what all these various taxes are from self-employment tax to capital gains tax and ordinary income tax. There's just so many different taxes out there. So on this episode on the Small Business Finance Podcast, we're going to talk through all the various forms of tax so that you can get a good grasp of what they all are and what they mean to you. Hey friend, welcome to the Small Business Finance Podcast. Do you want confidence and clarity with your business finances? Do you find yourself up late at night searching for tax deductions, how to track your business finances, or QuickBooks tips? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals? Do you end up feeling confused and frustrated because accounting and tax is really boring? Hi, I'm Tiffany. I've heard this so many times from my clients who used to feel this way. They feel overwhelmed about what to do with their numbers and wish they could stop the financial madness. They wanted clarity and the ability to grasp the financial basics to know the cool when they had a question and to stop worrying about owing money to the IRS. But they thought they weren't good with numbers and the overwhelmed kept them stuck without any solid financial plan until they realized that business systems are the ticket to gaining financial confidence. In this podcast, you will learn step-by-step systems, easy-to-understand financial tips, and mindset transformation so that you will gain financial confidence as an entrepreneur. So dust off your spreadsheet, warm up your coffee, and let's get going. Oftentimes, whenever I talk to a brand new business owner, they're a little surprised at how different taxes are when you work for yourself and you own a business versus when you work for someone else and they handle all the different tax implications. It is difficult because the tax situation as a business owner is very different than when you're working for someone else as an employee. Although there are some similarities that you need to be aware of. So I'm going to talk through the various forms of tax today so that you can get a good idea of what all they are and what all they mean. Let's start with the one that you are probably the most familiar with, and that would be payroll taxes. Payroll taxes, when you're an employee and you're working for someone else, you pay half of those payroll taxes, which is 7.65%. That is a combination of Social Security and Medicare tax. The other half of that is paid by the employer, whoever you work for. Now, this is probably the biggest shock when someone goes from employed to the employer, the small business owner, because once you transition into the business owner, you pay the entire portion, both the employee and the employee portion of payroll taxes. And that equates to 15.3% of tax. This is why a lot of small business owners, particularly when you're operating as a DBA or sole proprietor, or maybe an LLC, but it's still on your Schedule C of the 1040, many times small business owners feel like they're paying way too much tax. They don't hardly keep any of the, the money that they make because of this payroll tax. When you're employed, self-employed, this is called the self-employment tax. So this is the self-employment tax that is on, that is derived from Schedule C of your 1040. That is the same thing as payroll taxes that are coming out of a W-2 check. Again, the difference is, is that as a small business owner, you pay for both sides of that payroll tax. Oftentimes, this is uh, part of the reason why people elect S-Corporation is to eliminate some of these payroll taxes. Um, I won't get into all the rules of an S-corporation and why that may or may not be beneficial to you. I have covered that in previous episodes, so feel free to 
scroll through my previous podcast episodes and you can get some good information there on entities and the implications of that when it comes to paying yourself. But what I want to mention is that this in particular is an area that can really take the wind out of your sails as a small business owner. And it's definitely something that you need to get a good grasp of, make sure that you are allocating enough taxes on when you're setting aside each month for taxes at the end of the year. And it's also one of those areas that you need to make sure that you're working with knowledgeable professionals so that you can minimize those self-employment taxes as much as possible. Side note, when it comes to maximizing your tax reduction and the amount of optimization on your tax return, I just want to Put a little side note here because it is a lot more than handing your profit and loss to your tax preparer and then the preparer going through and preparing the return and you hoping that they're going to be able to reduce your taxes at that point. A really good tax strategist and someone who really is going to be able to reduce your taxes significantly is going to look beyond a profit and loss. So if all they're looking at is a profit and loss and you're hoping they're going to reduce your taxes, that is not going to be helpful. That is not really going to help you that much on your tax reduction. What you really need to be doing is asking them to use the strategies that the wealthy and the ultra wealthy use to reduce your taxes. That really is the ticket. It's a whole lot more than just using the numbers that you give them. It's using strategy to do so. Okay, let's get back to how your taxes are made up. The other thing that you need to know about is withholding tax. When you are an employee and you're working for someone else, that check that you get every week or every other week, they withhold federal taxes for you, which is why typically when you work for someone else, you don't generally end up having to pay money in in taxes because they have withheld that money for you all throughout the year so that you don't have a surprise at the end of the year. Real quick, I wanted to take a quick break and tell you about a free download that I have to help you with your tax reduction strategies and process. It is my top 10 tax tips. These are my favorite tax tips that I love that help most people, and I'm giving it to you for free. You can go to 10taxtips.com. The link is also in the show notes, but you can then go in there. All you have to do is put your email address in and then immediately download it. It is 100% free. And then that way you can kind of get on that path to being able to reduce your taxes and actually have meaningful change when it comes to your taxes. Go to 10taxtips.com, the number 10taxtips.com and download that so that you can get on your way to reducing your tax. And if you decide that you need help with those tax tips and you're not really sure what to do when you get them, then be sure to book a free discovery call with the link in my show notes. And we can talk about whether or not it makes sense to help you. And if we can help you, that would be the first step. It's free. It's 30 minutes. And we can just kind of talk and get to know each other and figure out if we can help you with reducing your taxes. And with that, we'll get back to the show. Again, this is another big change from when you're working for someone versus when you actually own your business, because when you own your business, nobody is withholding payroll tax for you. Nobody. It is your responsibility to do that. And it's your responsibility to know how much to withhold. And this is a big area that I see where most small business owners are just really confused. How much should I be withholding? What's the right amount? And I actually went through that in a recent episode on estimated taxes and the right way to make sure that you are withholding taxes and how frequently to do it. So go back and listen to that episode because it really shared a lot of insight on what you should be doing on withholding for your payroll taxes. So if you are a new business owner and you've never had to prepare a federal or state income tax return yet, just know 
that no one's withholding that tax for you. You've got to make sure that you are setting money aside every month to make sure that you are not unprepared at the end of the year when, when you file this first tax return. I can't tell you how many new business owners come to me when we do that first year of taxes and they're shocked that they owe the amount of tax that they do because no one has ever sat down and explained to them how this tax situation works and how it is different from being an employee. You know, there's a reason why a lot of people just work for somebody else because it's honestly, in a lot of ways, a whole lot easier to just go into an office, do your job, leave and go home. And you don't have to worry about how much tax you're withholding at the end of the year. You don't have to worry about hiring employees or marketing or learning sales or figuring out who the right CPA is so that you can reduce your taxes. You don't have to worry about any of that. So I would say if you are already on this journey as a small business owner, or maybe you're considering it, be really mindful of the fact that there's a lot of things that you're going to have to learn that you never had to as an employee for a business. When you own the business, there's just a lot of other things going on, which kind of makes it not for the faint of heart. Now, there's a lot of rewards to owning your own business. And if you've been in business for any amount of time, you know that as well. But I just want to make sure that you understand if you've never gone down this path before and filing your own taxes as a business owner, that there's a lot of things that are different that you need to know about. Now, some of the other ways that you get taxed. So there's a difference in ordinary income taxes. And then there's the difference of capital gains taxes. Ordinary income tax is income on regular earned income. So this would be W-2 wages. This would be earnings from your business, what we'll call active income or earned income. In other words, not investments and or things that you wouldn't say occupy most of your time. Ordinary income is going to be taxed at the regular income tax brackets and rates. So this ranges everything from 10 to 37%, depending on your income tax bracket. One thing that people don't think about is when you get a raise or when your business starts improving and you're making more money, sometimes you can change income tax brackets and it'll make a huge difference in how much tax you're paying as well. So you kind of need to be aware of what these brackets are and the amount of income you'll be making to hit those certain thresholds. I mean, I think most people, the idea is to make as much as possible and keep as much as possible. So not only is it wise to optimize your taxes and make sure that you're reducing them as much as possible, but you need to just be aware of what those brackets are to know where you're at and when you're going to hit them. Maybe you've got really big growth goals this year in your business and you're going to go from profiting $100,000 to profiting half a million dollars. Well, it's $4,000 of income, which is a great increase in income, but that's also going to be a significant increase in taxes owed at the end of the year. So when you make big changes in your business, you need to be cognizant of the fact that your taxes are going to be impacted by this as well. So what are capital gains? Capital gains are taxes on investments. So if you sell your business, you would pay capital gains tax rates on that business. If you own a stock and you sell that stock, you would pay capital gains rates. If you have a house and you have that as an investment, then when you sell that house, that would also result in a capital gains tax rate. The caveat there is if you own any of those things, the stocks, the investment property, the business less than a year, then the rates on those capital gains, the tax rate is actually your ordinary income tax rate because you didn't hold it for more than a year. So the ticket on buying investments like that is to hold them for greater than a year. And when you do, you're actually rewarded with a lower tax bracket. 
So instead of paying, let's just say you're in the highest tax bracket and you pay 37% of tax on every dollar that you make, obviously over a certain income, it's a progressive tax rate. So as you make more money, you pay higher tax rates. Let's just say that you're in that 37% rate though, and you have a rental house and you sell that rental house and you've owned it for five years then your capital gains rate would be 20% instead of 37%, which is a really big deal. That's a big tax savings. There are different brackets for capital gains rates as well. And it changes every year, just like the income tax brackets change every year for ordinary income tax. So you could pay as little as 0% on capital gains rates, 15% or 20%, depending on how much money you make. Now, there are ways to reduce your taxes when it comes to capital gains rates, Um, Typically, if you aren't a business owner and you're just making a W-2, there really aren't many tax deductions. If you own a business, you have a lot of tax deductions and opportunities that you can have there and various strategies that are written in the tax code specifically for business owners. And then when it comes to capital gains and optimizing those taxes, there are other strategies that can be done to reduce that. So you want to make sure that you are aware of those things as well, because if you're someone who owns rental real estate and you want to hold these properties until they appreciate, sell them, and then reinvest in other properties or use that money for other things, you need to be aware of how you're taxed in those situations. It's different than your regular earnings and your ordinary income rates. There are other things like dividends tax on K-1s from partnerships. You have attacks on self-employment earnings within that. So there are other ways that you're taxed. There's state and local tax. There's property taxes. Obviously, there's you know a lot of different ways that you're taxed. I mean, even when you go fill up your gas tank, if you have you know something that's non-electric, then you pay tax on that fuel at the tank. There are sales taxes that you're paying depending on where you live, that sales tax may increase or decrease. I'm in Texas, so we don't have state income tax, but we have sales tax and we have higher property taxes. So every state and every local government is a little different than the other. So you need to also be aware of your specific tax situation and what you pay tax on versus other states and things like that. The point of all of this is we are taxed in a lot of different ways. And it's unfortunate, and I think most people really don't think about all the ways they're taxed. I mean, the reality is, is even when you retire and you draw Social Security, that Social Security, by the way, was a tax from your earnings when you worked for either yourself and drew a W-2 or worked for someone else. It was a tax then. And then when you take the Social Security distributions in retirement, they tax you again. So you actually pay the tax in the front, you're drawing that money out, and then you pay tax again on the tax that you already have. So it's a double tax. We are taxed so many different ways. It's kind of crazy when you really start thinking about it and trying to wrap your head around the various things, the fuel tax, the sales tax, the property tax, the income tax, the state income tax, the franchise taxes, the payroll taxes, etc., So I hope that this has been helpful to understand that there's just a lot of different ways that we have taxes. Just a lot of people aren't really thinking about it that way. Really, this is just another reason why you have to take your tax optimization, tax reduction really seriously. Because if you don't, then at every corner, you're paying taxes and not even realizing it. And, you know, most people just look at their tax returns and they go, okay, well, I, I, you know, I'm, in the 22% tax bracket and my effective rate is 
18% or whatever it is. Okay, that's not too terrible. But when you start adding up all the taxes, it's a lot. So being able to save 20, 30, 40% in your federal income tax really makes a big difference. Literally, the taxes that you pay every year are by far your biggest expense. Most people think of their mortgage as their biggest expense. In reality, the taxes that you pay are by far your largest expense. So I challenge you to really be thinking critically about how you can reduce your taxes overall and take charge and take control of the tax situation because this will be what really sets you apart from your peers. It really be able to help set you apart from everyone, other business owners, because you're taking this seriously. And I commend you for listening to this podcast and trying to learn strategies to be able to reduce your taxes. You know, it, it really even being able to reinvest your savings into things like retirement or other streams of income. I mean, honestly, the, the possibilities are endless on what you can do with those savings. I mean, if you think about it, if you're able to reduce your taxes and not have to, you know, increase your income, reduce your expenses, literally do anything else other than take that savings and reinvest it into something else, how much different your life would look in 5, 10, 20, 30 years if you made that change compared to other people that you know who aren't aware of making these changes, aren't aware of these strategies, and aren't aware that they could be making a huge life change. So if you are interested in looking to see where you're overpaying in taxes and make a change so that your future looks a lot brighter, I would love to have a free discovery call with you. The link is in my bio. We can go through in 30 minutes and get a good idea of what your situation is, what your business looks like, what your particular tax strategies might be that could reduce your overall tax situation 20, 30, 40%, and then put a plan together so that you can get a hold of your tax situation, really make a big difference this year and really set yourself up for an amazing future. With that said, I sure appreciate you listen to the podcast. I love it when you guys leave me five-star reviews. So if you have found this podcast helpful, please be sure to leave me a five-star review as well as share it with your fellow business owner friends. And with that said, I can't wait until next time.